Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number 187. That's a lot of podcasts. Um, and I'm calling it how I do or don't do it all. So like there's parentheses in that around the or don't. And there are quotation marks around it all, meaning that's like a super ambiguous question, which I'm just going to be honest. I keep hearing women get asked this question and they all answer, I don't do it all. And that's my answer too. And it's the reason why I really didn't want to answer this question when I received it from one of you, um, asking me to kind of go into detail on, you know, how I get it all done. Um, because the reality is I don't get it all done. Um, the, the quick little answer that most people give is, um, you know, who get asked this question is, um, oh, I have help or I let certain things go, but y'all know me. I am never one to just little pat answers like that. I'm like, but what does that mean? So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go into what does that mean for me? Um, not because anybody is modeling their life after mine, but my, my hope and desire is that whatever I talk about, you can take the principles from and you can apply them to your own life or feel better about yourself or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it's just reality that everybody's life looks different. Okay. Um, everybody's life is completely different and what people see from the outside is basically never what's actually going on. I mean, we have no idea how many times have you ever thought, you know, knew someone and then you spent like a chunk of time with them outside of the normal time that you spend with them. And you're like, Oh my goodness, I had no idea she was into this or that, or she does this or she, whatever. Anyway. Um, okay. But before I get into that, I want to make sure you know that this podcast is brought to you by my own ebook, 14 days to opening your front door to guests. This is the time of year you need this ebook. If you don't have it already, um, it has printable checklists in it. It has, a has, um, worksheets for you to, design it for your own personal home, your own personal challenges to help you work through the process of getting your home from whatever state it's currently in, whether it's crazy talk or just, mm, I really want to do better this time, um, to opening your front door and letting people in perfect for the holidays. Just go to a slob slash one four, like 14. And, uh, you will get that. Don't forget to, I have, podcasts on that. I have, um, I think they were from last November. I have, um, blog posts that talk you through the very most basic aspect of it, but, um, the ebook is seven ninety nine, and it is extremely thorough. So anyway, all right. So as I get into talking about doing or not doing at all and getting into all the details on that. Let me go back to this whole thing I was saying about you don't know what other people's lives look like. Um, and the reason that I bring that up is I fully acknowledge the fact that I would say most of y'all are on this side of things when I say, how do I do it all? Because 
my podcast listeners are my favorite. I mean, don't tell the people who don't listen to podcasts and just read the blog that, but y'all are because I feel like we have this personal relationship. Like you listen to me talk for 30 minutes every week ish, at least, you know, so, um, we have, y'all are like my, my people, my people. Okay. So I think probably more than half of y'all hear me say, how do you do it all? And you think, um, yeah, Dana does a lot. I want to hear, you know, what she does. But I also fully acknowledge that there are people listening right now. And there are especially people out there who only know a teeny tiny bit of, you know, me and my heart and what I do probably, maybe they don't listen to the podcast or whatever, who are like, do it all. Are you kidding me? She is a blogger. Like, are you kidding? That's not even a real job. So I fully understand that just saying the words, how do I do it all? People have, we all have this kind of like gut emotional reaction and we all bring whatever we're personally going through to the table in that reaction, whatever this hypothetical metaphorical table is. But anyway, so we bring our own experiences, our own frustrations, our own over sense of being overwhelmed to just even our reaction to that, that one statement, how do I do it all? Okay. So, um, to demonstrate this, I'm going to read you guys a, um, I don't think this person listened to the podcast. If you do, you know, first of all, I have written things years ago that I look back at and I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't want anybody to read that. Cause I don't really think that way anymore, but whatever. Um, but I'm going to read you this, um, review of the podcast to demonstrate what I'm talking about. Okay. How I fully acknowledge coming to this conversation. And actually this is like one of the reasons why I don't want to have this conversation. I want to talk about it, but I hope it will be helpful for y'all. But anyway, so here's this result. It was a, I mean, this review, it was a four star review, which I consider to be fantastic. I mean, you know, there are people who just don't give five stars, whatever. Um, fours and fives. I'm always beyond thrilled. So, um, on how to manage your home without losing your mind, which is my, down to the nitty gritty, super overwhelmed. Oh my word, what I was doing wrong for all these years. That's the whole like slob, deslobification process. Okay. So here's a four star review on that. Um, this book had a lot of duh moments for me. Cleaning is really a simple process. We just have to remember it is ha ha. That's her, not me. Um, an easy conversational read as well. So that makes it more fun. I picked up this book because I feel my house and cleaning is out of control and I need a way to manage it. While I read this, I thought, oh boy, and I thought I was bad. Ha ha. That's like capital H-A-H-A. I can so do this if someone who struggles as much as she does can also succeed. My major reason for giving this four stars instead of five is the fact that she only has three children who are all in school. She's at home all day and she still can't keep a house clean. Question mark, question mark. Holy cow. Dot, dot, dot. If I had that much time to myself, our house would be beautiful. I can say that about a life that is only imaginary at this point, right? Question mark, question mark, smiley face. Everyone has their shortcomings. I totally understand. And I'm sure I struggle with other things that she thinks are easy, but I feel I'm in a completely different ballpark with having little ones still at home. There's nothing here about managing the latest little boy fetish in our house of getting into anything water related and spilling it everywhere all the time. If there was a home management book written by a homeschooling mother of nine, I'd be all over it. I don't homeschool. I don't have plans to, or I have no plans to, but anyone who can manage a home life that includes children in it all day, plus teaching them yet besides. Now there's someone I would like to learn from. Okay. So just to be clear, 
there are a bunch of books out there by homeschooling moms who have like nine kids. I think my friend Amy Roberts has one. Anyway, so y'all go check those out. Just Google it. I guarantee you there's home management books about that. But um, the reason I read this is that my point is when we look at somebody else's life, we only see what we see. Okay. And the reason I bring this out is comparison is not actually helpful in this whole managing my home and managing my life thing. Um, I know people say comparison is the thief of joy comparison. You know, don't compare your, um, highlights real or don't compare somebody else's highlights real to your, um, editing room floor. I don't know. I mean, you know, just all these things that people say, like, don't compare what you see of somebody else's life to this. Um, but the reality is comparison is never helpful. Okay. And that saying, why can't I do such and such? Because this person over here does such and such that, that never got me anywhere. Okay. Instead, what got me somewhere was doing the dishes, you know, I mean, so just kind of keeping that in your mind, I want to acknowledge that, that there are tons of people in this world who I'm sure think that I have the easiest job in the world, which, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for my job. So I don't want to act like it's not. Um, and I'm not, you know, I, I will admit that when I first, I, I was going to do this podcast last week, last week was crazy. I was exhausted and I couldn't do this podcast. I was like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Cause I think I'll lose my mind trying to talk about how I actually get anything done because I can't get anything done because it's so crazy right now. Um, so, you know, I didn't, but so I have kind of had these notes going for a while, um, in my computer and I'd kind of, you know, thought over it for a while. When, when I first started, um, I thought, you know, this is, this is the, this review is the reason why I don't want to do this one, because I know there are people who are like, what is she talking about? Do it all. Oh my goodness. But, um, so when I wrote, when I copy pasted the review into my word document, like my initial reaction was to make this podcast basically defending myself, you know, like that's how I felt. So I kind of had some distance from that and I, that's not my purpose here, but my purpose in reading that is for you to know that I know you work hard on your house. Okay. I know that you're trying because the fact that you are listening to a podcast called the slob comes clean means you care. And I also know that the hardest thing is when you struggle with these particular struggles is thinking that nobody understands and that everybody assumes that you have nothing else to do and you're just lazy. I know that that is one of the hardest things. Okay. So I don't want you to get discouraged if it encourages you in any way. Great. But anything that would discourage you in this, like, wow, Dana does all that. Um, which you may not think that, but, um, like, don't let it discourage you. Okay. Just take from it principles of, Oh, okay. You know, whatever. All right. Um, so here's a little story on that. There was a Saturday night live, um, uh, years and years and years ago where Ron Howard was on it and he was like doing this talk show and, um, this person was interviewing him. Well, I think this was when, what was that movie with the fire or something came out? It's like one of his like huge, big blockbuster movies, or it was supposed to be, I don't know. Anyway, um, he was being interviewed, but what was the, the joke of the skit was that they were only asking him about his role as Opie on the Andy Griffith show. 
So like here he is this grown adult. He's a movie director of like blockbuster films. He's very highly regarded for what he does, but it's like the only thing they knew him for personally was the fact fact that he played this little kid on a black and white TV show from the 1960s or wherever, whenever it was or fifties. I don't remember because I wasn't alive anyway. Um, but like, and I always think about that because that as a, you know, theater person from high school and college and theater teacher, I'm like, I, I know the delusions that people have around that, you know, like, and, and sometimes when I hear somebody say something like, Oh, what has, you know, so-and-so's acting career. I mean, they haven't done anything since they were on that show 10 years ago. And I'm like, are you sure about that? Because a whole lot of people that were on shows at some point in an acting role. So in our minds, they're the big deal because we're seeing them in this TV show later on. No, they didn't have acting roles, but they had like, they became writers or directors, which most actors will tell you pretty much all real actors will tell you, I got, those are the important people, you know, the director and the uh, writer and the one who's creating this whole world. Like actors know you better kiss the honey of the director. I mean, really, you know, I mean, those are the ones who are running things, but they're not necessarily known for that in this broad famous sense. So that's like just a personal pet peeve of mine. And when people are like, they haven't done anything. I'm like, are you sure? Are you really sure about that? Anyway? Okay. So I'm just saying what people see from the outside is yeah. All right. So what does it mean that when I say I don't do it all? Well, things I'm going to go over in this is kind of how I look at my weeks, how I structure them. Um, and how I decide what has to, what I have to let go of. I feel like I'm in a constant state of reprioritizing what has to get done. And so I'm constantly deciding this has to be done at the expense of this other thing that has to be done. Um, I have a, I have a podcast somewhere about time management is uh, as a container or whatever the container concept and time management, because my week is a container. Okay. Sorry. I'm having a little <clears throat> throat thing anyway, but my, I look at my week as a container. Okay. It only has this amount of time in it. And because it has this amount of time, um, you know, I, I can only fill it with certain, you know, I can only fill it with so much. I can't cram more in because if one thing comes in, then something else has to go. Um, so looking at my week's as containers is, is key. I'm also going to go into what kind of help I do have. Um, some of y'all will care more than others who maybe, you know, have your own small business. Um, and then kind of how I make decisions, how I make the decisions about what stays and what goes. Okay. So I look at my week as a container. So in a week, um, there are five work days. All right. Now, just to be clear, when I first started blogging, I would blog every single day, like seven days a week, a lot of times twice a day. Um, and, and, and that's just not a thing anymore. Um, first of all, it's not a thing that the market will support, you know, as far as this being my job, it's not a good use of my time anymore. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's what I did. I don't do that anymore. Um, and you know, probably a couple years in around the same time when I decided I was going to take summers off, um, so that I could completely focus on my kids and not have to have my, um, attention divided. Um, I also decided I am not going to blog on the weekend 
And therefore, if, if somebody sends me an email on Friday afternoon about, you know, something podcast ads or whatever, I don't answer until Monday. I give myself permission to do that. I know a lot of people who do what I do that cannot let themselves do that. They cannot, you know, but I'm like, you know what? This is a work week and I'm going to respect my own work week. Anyway, I'm preaching now. I'll stop. But so how do I work it? If I have five days, um, in an ideal week, I have three days to work on blog and podcast stuff. I have to have two days. If a week turns out where I only have one day available to work on blogging and podcasting stuff, something has to go. Like I, I cannot do it all. So like, I think there've been a couple weeks lately where I have for my blog post for the week, I will do, um, you know, a, a, a letter that I've gotten from one of you guys, you know, or from a blog reader or a book reader or whoever, um, you know, sharing their own personal story that I've gotten permission from them to, to share. And so I'll post that instead, because the reality was my week got filled up with stuff that I could not avoid whether because of work or just life happening. And I couldn't, I could just couldn't, I couldn't do it all. Okay. And so that's my ideal three days to work on blogging and podcasting stuff. Um, is the way that it goes. So how does a typical week look? Uh, well, Monday morning at nine o'clock, I have a mastermind meeting. What that means is I have an hour long video meeting with four other. So I guess there's five total of us. Um, people who have online businesses and we will, you know, share our wins for the week, our goals for the week. And one person will kind of talk through what it is that they're working on and the other people will give input on that. So that kind of starts out my week. Um, I, every week, my goal is to do one blog post. If I can do more than that, great. But one blog post, one podcast, two newsletters, and ideally one video. Unfortunately, that's the thing that keeps dropping off is the one video, but it's on my list of what happens in an ideal world. Okay. So I need generally one full workday devoted to a, um, okay. And so in, in addition to that, those one blog post, one podcast, two newsletters, and I, and one video, I need a full day devoted to a blog related project. That could be different things. Sometimes I speak at a mops group. The reality is going in speaking somewhere. It's usually an hour drive, three hours, you know, two to three hours there, an hour drive home. I usually will run some kind of an errand, or if I'm able to meet somebody for lunch, I will. Um, you know, that takes my whole, my whole day. Okay. Um, I have a day Wednesdays of Bible study, which is 45 minutes away. So I drive there and I try to make that my own, that my shopping and errands day. Okay. Um, so I, I'm always like, you know, shifting things that need, that we're going to require running around in my car. I shift that onto Wednesdays. And then one day I try to leave open for, um, regular life. Okay. So today it was, I had to get my door handle on my car repaired. And so I spent three hours this morning. I think it was at least three hours, maybe more, um, at the car dealership, you know, getting my car fixed. Um, sometimes it's, you know, something that somebody has asked me to do that I, you know, feel like fits in well, um, volunteering at church or school or, you know, meeting my best friend for lunch. And here, let me just say this. Okay. Um, 
those of you who have nine to five jobs where you, um, you know, have certain hours that you're required to required to be there. Don't stop listening at this point. I, I I'm just, y'all know my goal is always to be honest. Um, and I could fill eight to five every single day sitting at my computer working on the blog, but I have built this thing that I do specifically with the purpose that I want my work to fit around my life and not have to fit my life in around my work. Okay. I absolutely acknowledge not everybody has that opportunity. Okay. But that is my trade off. You know, there are certain things that I'm, I'm trading off. I have to make all the decisions. I don't get to, you know, have somebody above me that, you know, is kind of where the buck stops with them. Now it all stops with, stops with me, you know, so that's, that's a trade off. Um, I, I don't always, you know, make as much money as I might in another situation. Um, you know, I am in a situation where if I don't work, I don't make any money, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, you know, I don't have paid time off for vacation or anything like that. So, um, so, but I have made this choice. That's my trade-off. So like when I mentioned the thing about meeting my best friend for lunch, um, she's fantastic about, I mean, it'll get to be three weeks since we've met for lunch and I will hear from her and she's like, Hey, can you meet next week? What day is best for you? And, um, and she stays plenty busy too, but I will tell you that my gut reaction, my instant reaction pretty much every single time that I get those texts from her is I don't have time. I don't have time. And I have forced myself to say, if I don't have time for that, what's the point of me doing what I'm doing? Because it is really important to me to maintain that friendship. And who knows how long we're going to have where we actually both do have the opportunity to meet halfway. And, um, cause we live like an hour from each other to meet halfway and have lunch. I mean, either one of us at some point could get a, you know, regular job. So we wouldn't have that opportunity. So it's like, what's the point of me doing what I'm doing if I can't meet her? Um, so, so I just say, okay, that's, that's part of it. But I have those three days where I've got to work the day of Bible study. And then I have one day that's like a flex day. Okay. Um, let me take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this show. We really appreciate our sponsors because they make the show possible. The sponsor for this show is Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. With Green Chef, it's easy to maintain a specialty diet and enjoy exciting new options. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. Green Chef thinks dinner should be planned around your life, not the other way around. I ordered the carnivore plan for my family. The box arrived on our doorstep, and we had chicken teriyaki that was a big step up in flavor for us. Um, for $50 off of your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash clean. Again, that's $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash clean. Okay. So let me just tell you a little bit about last week. The reason why last week I was not about to do this podcast, um, and how sometimes these best laid ideal ways of doing things, they don't work. 
Okay. So like last week was, um, I have left the house at like 4am on, this is a week ago, Friday, um, to go to the nest fest in North Carolina. So my husband went with me. He doesn't usually get to go with me, but he went with me. Um, we got back Sunday, um, on the kids were off school on Monday, which was kind of an unusual weird thing, but I'm never going to complain that my kids are off. So it was, you know, getting stuff done around the house and things catching up from the weekend, but you know, things were out of routine because of that. I didn't get any work done. Um, Tuesday I had a decluttering project an hour away, uh, from here, uh, where I was helping somebody that I'll talk to you about in just a minute. Um, Tuesday night was helping wrap hot dogs for the junior high band kids. Um, you know, and that was an unusual thing. It's not something I do every Tuesday night, but it just fell last week when things were crazy. Anyway, Wednesday was Bible study. Um, and then the kids were out half day. So I didn't have any, um, time for errands or anything like that. And then we had church on Wednesday night. Thursday was taking my mother-in-law to the doctor, um, up, you know, an hour away. Um, and so she had different doctor's appointments all day long. And then I got home, turned around and went back for a speaking engagement in the evening. And then Friday, I basically just crashed. Okay. Because here's the thing. One of the things I've realized for me with traveling, and maybe it's just, I'm super old now. I don't know. I'm not old, but I am older than I used to be, but I have to build in some rest time after I travel. That's just part of it. Well, last week didn't allow for that. So it was like, I went, 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 and then, okay. You know, then on Friday I crashed, but, um, I guess my point is, you know, that was an unusual week here. I had this, um, project that I drove an hour to go work on. I don't usually do that. That would normally be that one out of the, you know, routine day for the week. Okay. Then I had, um, you know, the kids were out of school, basically a day and a half. That's not normal. Um, you know, taking my mother-in-law to the doctor, she has these appointments. Thanks. Thankfully she's in great health right now. Thanks for y'all. Thanks to those of y'all who've prayed for her. Um, but you know, she is in good health now, but every six months we go and we have this full day at the doctor. It just happened to fall on this week, you know, having an evening speaking engagement. I don't do a lot of those, but it just happened to fall on this week, you know? So it was like, that's, that's reality, but now I move into this week and I'm like, okay, let's get back into the routine as much as I can. Okay. So it's like, you know, that was one of the weeks where I really had no choice, but to, um, you know, I shared a a post about, um, someone who had, uh, one of you who, um, had focused so much on the four habits from how to manage your home without losing your mind that, um, you know, that, that she was able to, um, you know, not panic at the home inspection to go with foster care. And she was able to open her home, um, to, you know, a new family member. So, you know, that kind of stuff, I I shared that, but I did that because I'm like, if I look at this week, I cannot do it all. Like this is a week where it cannot all happen. And so I'm going to have to let writing a blog post go because of the other things that have to get done. Make sense. Um, most weeks I have one day, like one of those, this was just a whole bunch. Um, if I have an unexpected, like this week, I don't have as many, um, 
responsibility. You know, I don't, I, I basically have four days at home this week, which is awesome because next week I'll be going to Phoenix. Hope to see you there. If you're in Phoenix, um, look on my speaking page, a slash slash speaking. So, um, if you, if you want to get information about that, but that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this kind of extra day that I have and I'm going to work ahead and try to get some blog posts written so that I will be able to, um, you know, manage better in these weeks when I, you know, I have an extra out of routine kind of thing going on. Um, okay. So what do I do on my blog stuff days? Am I just rambling on about what I do? I hope this is not a completely self-serving podcast. I'm sorry. If it is, I hope you can gain something from this. I'll try to, I really thought I had more like for y'all to learn, but anyway, um, okay. So, you know, because some people need to enter, you know, need to go, Oh, okay. That's what you're doing all day. So what, um, things that I do on blog stuff days. So I check emails. I respond to emails. Sometimes it's back and forth five and six times. Like if, especially if I'm working with a company or something, um, you know, my podcast ad company, they will send me, what about this company? And then I have to go check them out. All that kind of stuff takes time. Um, if I go with a podcast ad, then I have to use the product and then I have to write out the ads, which are often, um, it's a very tedious process. Anyway. Um, if I'm, let's see, then write a blog post. If I'm driving, like, I mean, we're talking, it's just coming out and yay, this is easy, um, which is almost never happens. I would say it's a minimum of three hours on a blog post minimum. Um, and that's when things are just words are flowing and all because I write it and then I edit it and I go back and I read it and I read it out loud and I check it and blah, blah, blah. Um, so the, you know, the, the 10 minutes that it takes you to read it at the most it took a lot longer to create it. Um, and that doesn't count images. So, um, you know, more of a normal blog post, um, I'll write out a rough draft and edit that. So, you know, and then I'll come back to it again, work on it some more, you know, depending sometimes, sometimes it's like pulling teeth and I just feel like I'm going back over it and back over it. So I would say, um, a more normal writing of a blog post is probably about six hours, um, of work for me, not counting creating images, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Um, well, I'll go ahead and talk about that. So I'll either get the image or figure out what I want for the image to my assistant, um, Linda on Monday. So I can schedule it for Tuesday. And let me just talk really quickly. I used to have my blog post. I used to aim to have my blog post go out on Monday and I, always felt like a failure because it's like I would work, 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 work on the blog post all Monday. And then, um, you know, basically not have it up until Monday evening or Tuesday morning or whatever. And I finally went, why am I so worried about this? Why don't I just put it out on Tuesday? And I like that little mental shift for me made me go, okay, this makes my life easier. I have no idea why I was so intent on, creating my own deadline of Monday when I can easily just change the deadline to Tuesday because I'm the one who gets to make up the deadline. So, you know, that's something look for places where you're like, why am I making this harder than it needs to be? Why am I creating my own deadline when I could move that deadline up by, you know, 15 hours or 24 hours and it would take a lot of, you know, stress and pressure off of me that, that, um, so anyway, uh, and another thing I do, on, you know, I'm working on this. If you guys subscribe to my newsletter, hopefully you've noticed that I've been doing better for a while now. Um, 
But, you know, on Monday as well, I will write out the newsletter. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so what that means is, you know, writing the text of the newsletter. Um, but even though my assistant, Linda, has already put the links and the images into it, and then I will actually write it. Um, if I have a sponsor post that takes a bigger chunk of time, it's usually two full days. Um, so what, what is the help that I have? Well, you guys know that I have somebody who comes in and cleans every other week. Um, she does kitchen counters, um, you know, scrubs down my tables, um, wipes down the appliances, sweeps, mops, dusts, cleans bathrooms, um, every other week that has freed up a lot of time and stress for me. Okay. So that basically, you know, I talk about how for seven years I focused on doing my weekly cleaning tasks, assigning them to certain days, um, and, and why that worked well for my brain. This frees that time up. Okay. So I still have laundry day cause I got to have laundry day. Um, I still have to do all my own errands, but the bathroom, the sweeping and the mopping and the dusting that is, um, taken off, you know, time-wise of my plate. So that really helps a lot. All of the daily stuff, I have to work it in myself. So the dishes, the five minute pickups, the checking the bathrooms for clutter, the daily sweeping, that kind of stuff, all that I have to work in to just my everyday. But as you guys know, if you've listened to other podcasts, you know that, um, when I do it every day, it doesn't take that long. So anyway, um, let's see other people, Okay. The other help that I have. Um, so Linda, my assistant, apron strings and other things. She's amazing. Um, she puts together a spreadsheet for me for Facebook. So what that means is, you know, we post on Facebook, I think it's five times a day or something. And so she comes up with a spreadsheet for the month that has all the things that we're going to post on Facebook. And then she sends that to me. I write all the blurbs. So anytime you're seeing words, they're my words. Okay. But I write all the blurbs, meaning, you know, if the post is about how to clean your messy house and get it ready for guests, I might say something like, I cannot believe it's almost Thanksgiving. This is crazy. This is what I use to get myself through these crazy times. I don't know, whatever. It's gonna be way more profound than that. But I will write that in the spreadsheet in this special place. And then I will send that to Haley who's another person who helps me. And she just copies and pastes that and schedules it on Facebook. Okay. So that I have those things going up. So the, that's, who's doing that. You may see me on Facebook. I do get on there and I check comments. I see what people have said. I see how things are doing, but I am not posting stuff in real time on there. Okay. So if you're seeing that and you're going, wow, Dana's so busy and she's on Facebook posting these links. I'm like, no, that's, that's all been done ahead of time, which is a, you know, I talked about this in my automating cleaning tasks podcast a couple weeks ago is, you know, anytime where I can spend a chunk of time to do something that then like automates itself later on, anytime where I can find something in my life where I can do that that makes life easier as it goes on. I, I try to do that. So like for an example of a way that I do that in my house is pre-cooking ground beef. You know, I don't love cooking 10 pounds of ground beef at once. It's a huge hassle, but doing that and suffering through that moment takes so much pressure off of my brain and off of my stress level. 
in all those many times, you know, those 10 meals down the line that I can get ready in 10 minutes without any kind of prep work. You know what I mean? So like it eases my, um, my life and that automating those tasks really helps. And that's basically what's going on here is I can sit down and spend an hour typing up the blurbs for the whole month for posts that are going to go out on Facebook and then send that to Haley. She schedules them and I, those are all my words and I've done it all, but I don't have to constantly be going, Oh, I've got to put something on Facebook. Oh, I got to put something on Facebook. See what I'm saying? Okay. Pinterest. I don't know how many of y'all follow me on Pinterest, but, um, I have a service that does that for me. I have never understood Pinterest all that well, so I don't worry about it. And I, it's one of my biggest bills every month and it kind of makes me crazy, but I just, I can't do it. And, and that's something, you know, blogging, the reality is it is not what it was when I started in 2009 Pinterest didn't even exist or if it did, nobody knew about it. We didn't have to have images, all that kind of stuff. And now it's a huge thing. And it's just one of those things that for years, I just never did it. I didn't do anything with Pinterest because I just was like, I don't have the time or the energy or the brain power to figure this other thing out. But this thing is important. So I finally just said, I'm going to pay somebody else to do it. And, um, so kind of the same thing as a lot of things, you know, in life where I finally came to this point where I said, you know what, it's stressing me. It's stressing me out that I'm not doing this. So how much money is it worth it to me to no longer be stressed about it? Do I like paying the money? No, I don't like paying the money, but I'm willing to pay the money to not have the stress of, Oh, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. Makes sense. Okay. Um, let's see other things. I not necessarily people who work with me, but I generally try to have somebody go with me to speaking events. Um, like, you know, to pinners, um, my best friend's coming with me. She came with me on another, you know, if I know somebody there, I'll usually, you know, maybe try to work it with them. So I don't have to bring somebody cause that means I have to pay for their plane ticket too and all that. But, um, you know, I, I can't after a speaking event, I want to be talking to people. And when I have to also sell books, it just, it is hard. Um, okay. I used to have a bookkeeper, but she bailed on me. And, um, so now that's back in my court and very frustrating <laughs> anyway. Um, like I said, I do block out a day for rest. So that's, that's a lot of the work stuff as far as how do I, um, you know, what all am I working in? Well, I, I do have a lot of help, you know, Oh, the other thing for Linda, I think I somehow got off on Facebook a little bit, but other things that Linda does for me, she does the spreadsheet, but she also creates images. So I will snap a picture of something. I'll write a blog post. I will tell her, send her an email and say, okay, this blog post with this title, I want this image. Can you put these words on the image? And she will do that because that is a time consuming task. And this is something that I started having her do when I was book writing, because I was like, I can't do things. I've got to figure out what, figure out what I can pass off to somebody else. And she started doing that. And so, you know, I write all the content almost all the time. The picture is mine, unless it's just kind of a concept thing that um, we figure out a picture for it. But you know, the pictures are of my own home, but I send them to her and she makes them look the way they're supposed to look for, um, the reality of the internet today, which is that an, a, 
you know, a post has to have an image in it. Um, sometimes she'll do the podcast notes, not always, but sometimes, um, like if I'm in a super big hurry, she listens to the podcast anyway. Hi Linda. And, um, she, you know, will do the notes for me sometimes. Um, the newsletter we have a, you know, we're working on a, um, as we're trying to do it better, we've, you know, we're working on a spreadsheet of, um, you know, posts that we want to go in the newsletter that won't be duplicated in those for those of you who just signed up or for those of you who are in the middle of the 30 days of decluttering inspiration or whatever, you know, I don't want you getting the same post, you know, week after week. And I know that has happened in the past, but we're trying to get that, you know, figured out. So we've, we're working on that as a big part of what she does. And then she, um, you know, we'll go in, create a draft of a newsletter that has the image and the link in it. And then that's it. And then I go in and I actually write the newsletter, but that going around, finding the link, finding the image, pulling it, importing it, uploading it, all that stuff. She does that kind of stuff for me. Um, she also does basically random things that cross my mind. Like, Hey, Linda, can you go and put, um, you know, every week between now and Christmas, can you have, um, a post go out on Facebook about my 14 days to opening your front door to, to guests, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Before I forget, let me just say something else that I meant to talk about. And that is, um, when I said I was working on a project, so I went and helped someone declutter, this is kind of exciting and I can't tell you everything yet, but I am working with, a woman who owns a mental health clinic and is certified to provide CEUs for mental health professionals. Um, and we are working specifically on CEUs for at least one for mental health professionals working with their clients who with ADHD and anxiety, um, using my decluttering strategies because I hear from people pretty much daily who either have self-diagnosed or been diagnosed or are in some type of, um, continuing mental health, um, support, uh, regarding these two issues that say that my strategies have helped them. And so the goal is to help more people and do this. So, you know, that was something, so I went up and I helped her declutter. We videoed it and, you know, we're going to use that in this process so that she can understand my process and, um, we can work on all this. But if you personally, um, have ADHD or anxiety, um, I would love for you to fill out a survey for me just to know specifically the things that have helped you the most so we can know what to focus on. Um, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash ADHD. I know if it's anxiety, it's the same form, but you'll have an opportunity to, you know, designate and clarify what you're talking about. But just it's easiest to say aslobcomesclean.com slash ADHD. If you are a mental health professional, I know I hear from a lot of you too. Um, and you would like to be sure that you're on my email list for when that comes out and is available. Um, go to that same place and there's, um, you know, a, a link you can click to get on that email list. Okay. All right. Um, now that I've randomly talked about that. Okay. So what about, um, that's, that's like work life. What about regular life too? I mean, obviously I talked about going to the Bible study. That's my own personal life. Something I've decided to make a priority. Um, you know, I talked about, um, making myself go do social things. Um, but 
you know, something else is, is all the other stuff I want to do, you know, outside of my regular, what I feel like I need to do as a job. You know, how do I work that in? Well, sometimes it's just a matter of acknowledging which things actually energize me as opposed to which things suck the life out of me. So one of the things I've really realized over the last couple of years is, um, you know, theater stuff like jazzes me. I mean, when I get to help out with my kids musical at school or whatever, that kind of stuff makes me feel energetic. It makes me feel like I'm me. And I'm, you know, especially when I sit around talking all day long about the things I'm not naturally gifted at, it really is helpful for me to go work in this area where I feel naturally gifted. Like this is my thing. This is where I can do my thing. Um, so, you know, finding those opportunities, but I still have to be careful. I mean, I'm still in a phase of my life. I thought I might be out of it by now, but I'm still in the phase of my life where I say, I'm just not in a place right now where I can be in plays or anything because I can't commit evenings. Now I'm willing to do stuff when my kid is involved. Um, because then I'm getting to do something with them and that has a different type of thing. But, um, you know, how do I work in the fun stuff basically? Well, um, one thing that helps me is when I can kind of tack it on to something I'm doing already. So if there's something I'm already doing and I can say, okay, on these days, I'm going to go an hour early to work on such and such. So for example, um, the high school choir director asked, asked me to, um, choreograph a song for their Christmas concert. And I was like, so I asked a whole bunch of questions. I'm like, you know, what exactly are you expecting? Give me, you know, this, that, and the other. I said, and when would the rehearsal time be? Well, the rehearsal time is from three to four. Well, I pick up my, one of my kids from school at four. So it's like, okay, well, this just means getting going one hour earlier. If it was at 11 o'clock in the morning and it was a matter of breaking up my day, I don't think I could do it, but because it's just kind of leaving one hour earlier when I'm going to be leaving anyway, yes, I have to wear official real clothes to go do this as opposed to what I pretend like are real clothes sometimes when I know I'm not getting out of the car to pick up my kid, but still, um, but you know, so that, but I also know that this is something that jazzes me and it actually gives me energy and I want to do this. Okay. So it's not like, fine, I'll choreograph your song. No, it's like, okay, yeah, this actually, as far as, you know, talking about mental health, this helps me. It helps me to be able to kind of have this outlet to do that. Um, other things, you know, that I, I'm like, I'm volunteering to help with my daughter's play. I haven't actually, you know, been given any real jobs there, but I'm just like, no, I'm going to give that some priority. It's also going to be after school time anyway, where I'm pretty much done with my work day anyway, you know, so, so that kind of stuff. Um, I, what was the other? Oh, and then y'all know I do the drama at our church. Um, that's important to me. And, you know, it, it, like I talked about in the automating cleaning pod, podcast, a lot of times it's a matter of me just kind of getting things in motion. You know, so today I sent out texts to all the people who said that they want to help. And I'm like, we're meeting. Okay. And so that kind of gets that in motion and makes things actually happen. And again, I'm tacking that on 
as much as possible, I'm tacking it on to we're already at church at this time. So we're going to stay an hour late or come an hour early on these days. And, um, you know, then maybe we have to add in one extra thing, but tacking it on to time when I was already going to be dressed out of the house and not really able to do a bunch of other stuff anyway. Um, other things I have in my notes, which I'm wondering how they went right here. But anyway, um, you know, other things that I have to fit into those times, which is the reason why I have, you know, this, these two days I work on my blog post and my podcast, and then I have another day of blog work that's not necessarily always the same. So it might be a certain project I'm working on, whatever, um, you know, are, are things like writing an article, you know, my publisher will say, Hey, such and such place wants you to write an article. It's a great opportunity. Well, that takes a bunch of time. And sometimes it takes more than it would take for me to write a blog post because then I'm stressed out because it's somebody else's thing. And what are they looking for exactly, you know, or being on a podcast or being interviewed, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that I'll do on Wednesdays, um, after Bible study is a lot of times I'll take my computer with me and I will go to Panera after, because that's a place where I can, you know, write for an hour or two. So it's like eat my lunch and write for an hour or two. Um, I especially do that when I have some sort of a project where I kind of need to be out of a, out of the headspace that I'm in for blog posts. If I'm writing something different than that, you know, it helps me to be in a different place. Um, okay. So a typical day, um, I hope y'all are getting anything out of this. I don't know. Sorry if you're not, if you're not just skip to the next podcast. (laughs) Okay. Um, a typical day. So I have sleep issues, um, for, I have for several years now. I tend to wake up at usually between three and five in the morning. Um, I've gotten better. I've gotten some tricks for making myself go back to sleep. I'll just tell you what those are. Earplugs are my friends. So I don't put them in at night when I go to bed, but when I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I will grab my earplugs and put them in. And that like just kind of helps as a sensory deprivation kind of a thing and has seemed to really help me be able to go back to sleep and stay asleep. I also, you know, that there is no actual thing of a more than one track mind, right? You know, it's really actually not possible to think about two things at once. And so I repeat a certain word to myself. The word is blue. I don't know why, but anyway, I guess because it has blue, it has like, anyway, I don't know, but I repeat the word to myself to, and I'm like, as long as I am focused on that word in my head, I know this is awful. It's all in my head. I'm not being obnoxious to my husband, but, um, as long as I say that word, I can't also be thinking about something else. My brain wants to think that it can and we'll try it. But anyway, but I will so focus on that and I can usually go back to sleep. But a lot of times, regardless, I wake up at five. I mean, that's just reality. Sometimes it's four. Um, I am thrilled when I sleep till six. Um, but I, I basically let my, if I'm awake, awake as of four, I will let myself just get out of bed and get to work. So I will start working at that point. Um, I'll usually check things, um, email, all that kind of stuff and, um, get to work on, on doing some writing at that point. Um, the kids get up at six or seven, um, depending on when they have to be at school, which changes all the time, strangely. Um, I make sandwiches. They make the rest of their lunch. Um, I empty the dishwasher. Sometimes I reload it if I didn't get it all in the night before and didn't hand wash it. And a lot of times I'll make smoothies. Not always, but I do a lot. Anyway, I take 
kids at 740. You know, this is different. It's different every year when you have kids. Last year it was taking kids at 720 or 710. Um, and then coming back home and getting the kid who needed to be there at 815, you know, but, um, I take kids at 740. I get home about 815 on Mondays. I do my grocery run, which is the pickup, not actually going in the store. Cause that would be crazy. Um, now that I don't have to, um, on Bible study days or speaking days, I leave immediately. Oh, and when I get up, well, the first thing I do when I get up is have my coffee and do my Bible study during that time. Um, if I feel on top of things, when I get home from taking my kids to school, I'll make myself like a good breakfast. Um, on Mondays, I immediately get going on the laundry, um, which hopefully I've gotten started on Sunday night. But, and I usually work at, on whatever it is I have to work on that day till about four or whenever. Um, I pick kids up starting at four or four 30, leaving at three 45 or four 15. Um, I pick up another kid at five used to be another kid at six. Y'all having a kid who drives is the greatest. Um, and then, you know, in between those times, a lot of times I'll run an errand to the bank or quick trip to the store if I need something quick or, um, you know, prescription run or something like that. And I take my Kindle for when there's a 15 minute wait somewhere. So most afternoons I'm in the car for a full hour and a half, which sounds on paper bad, except that I love it because especially when the kids are older, that in the car time, that's when you talk to them. That's when they talk. I guess it's because you're like both facing the same way and you're not looking at each other. And that's when we talk. And I'm like, I, you know, they can decompress from school on the way home and kind of get whatever they have been frustrated about through the day. I'll take it. Come on. I'm the mama. Give that to me. You know, so I do actually like having that time. That is something I could totally hire out or have someone else do, except that I want it. Like I want that time. Um, get home, make dinner, kids do homework, eat together, sometimes catch up on a show together. Um, you know, cause we have more shows that we watch as a family now that they're older. Um, but you know, I, I casually mentioned eating together. That's a priority for us. It used to be every single night of the week. It's not anymore because our typical week now, right now is we only have Monday and Tuesday nights at home. And then Wednesday through Friday, you know, Wednesday we have church. Thursday, we have football games. There are two different games in two different places. So my husband goes to one and I go to another, um, which is frustrating. But, you know, hey, at least they're both on one night where last year it was last two years, I guess it's been um, one game on Thursday and one game on Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, it's it's just you take what you can get when the kids are at the age that mine are at. You take what you can get and you adjust. So, for example, Wednesday nights. I mean, I, we used to always eat before we went to church on Wednesday nights. Well, then I started having kids who had something beforehand or whose band sectionals went until right before or whatever. And it was like, that's not possible anymore. And so I just said, well, we're going to eat after church. So we're going to eat at eight o'clock at night, which I never, we never had done that before. And it was like, yeah, but what's our choice? Not eat, not eat together as a family or eat at eight o'clock at night. We're just going to do that. And guess what? We've survived. Um, okay. Let's see. And then Friday, we usually try to eat out with friends because that's an important thing for us. Um, Saturdays are pretty variable right now when you do school sports. Um, Saturdays are actually a little bit free sometimes. Um, Sundays, we have church. And then in the evenings, my husband and I lead a life group. So um, to some of y'all, you may be like, oh, 
I do all that and I have a nine to five job and that's great. Some of y'all might be like, oh my goodness, she's doing way too much. Um, here's the thing. Everybody's reality is what it is. You know, your reality is what it is. I mean, and, and, and I just want to warn you in case you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? If you have kids at home, um, you're doing plenty. I, I mean, for real, you may not be able to list off a bunch of stuff that you do or get done, but you're busy the whole day. If you've got kids at home, I mean, you are plenty, you have plenty going on. And at that time in my life, if y'all remember, if you've been around a while, I didn't start blogging until I only had one kid at home and she had a nap time. I didn't start turning it into a business and doing stuff with it until she was in school because I could not do it all. I just simply couldn't. Um, so if whatever you have going on, it's plenty, you know, and, and, and here's the thing about working in, um, working in cleaning and all that kind of stuff. Yes. At the rare times in my life where I had almost nothing to do, my house was pretty clean all the time, but you know what? I like being busy. I do. I like having stuff going on. I mean, obviously, cause I've made up my own job, you know, I mean, and that's partly my personality. Other people may have a very different personality that they don't want to do all that. And, and so whatever is fine, however yours goes, um, things to think about, um, you know, one of the main things I have to think about is the reality of how long have I been talking? Oh my word. Almost an hour. This is crazy. I'm sorry. Here I am using up all your time talking about my time. Um, the reality of where my energy goes, you know, and for you, that's going to mean where is my focus? If you have, if you are in the phase of, you know, stay at home momness and you have little ones at home, that's where your energy needs to be going. Um, if you need to have a traditional nine to five job, then that's where your energy needs to be going. You know, I mean, like, so it's, it's that kind of thing for me. I'm going to preach to the choir for a minute because you guys are my podcast listeners. My podcast is a non-negotiable. It has to be. One of the reasons for that is that within the first week, 10,000 of y'all listen. Okay. And every month over a hundred thousand downloads. Okay. Which is, you know, doesn't necessarily mean a hundred thousand different people, but 10,000 different people listen in the first week. And so I am not going to let that go. That's an important thing. So I have to do that. Um, sometimes people who don't like podcasts and only want to read blog posts, you know, they get frustrated because they're like, well, I don't want to listen to a podcast. Can you just go back to blogging every day? Like you used to. And I'm like, well, the reality is that maybe 4,000 people will read a post in its first week. Okay. Um, that goes up when I send it out in a newsletter, but that's something else to do. And so it's the long-term life of the blog post that I have to be concerned about, which means it has to have an image. It has to go out on Pinterest. It has to go out on Facebook. It has to be optimized for Google to be able to find it. All that kind of stuff is involved because that's the reality of that. Okay. Um, just so you know, Instagram is where the top of top of my head stuff goes now. 
I mean, if, if there's something that I can just write up really quick with a one quick imperfect image and just a couple of thoughts, I put it on Instagram. So follow me there. I'm getting really close to 10,000. So I'm excited about that. But, um, you know, but those are the things that help me decide what gets my time and my energy and books. When I wrote my books, which I have another one that I may be writing at some point in the, not anytime really soon, but, um, but you know, why would I write books when these blogs, when the blog exists and the podcast exists? Well, it's because there are a whole lot of people out there that the only way they're going to understand the message is through a full length book is through it. I mean, I think a lot of you can attest to that and can attest to that having helped you, but that's just the reality of that. And so when I write a book, well, all of this, everything else gets compressed and the book gets four days a week. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing. So it's like, where are you putting your time? That's what takes up the most time. I hope this has been not, I mean, I'm so curious how many of you have stopped listening by now, but anyway, <laughs> but, um, thanks for joining me. I'm going to stop there. I have, I have no idea what you're going to think about this one, but anyway, um, I will talk to you guys next week for a much shorter amount of time. All right.